Well, hello there, and thank you for tuning in to the Shameless Sex Podcast. I'm Amy, sex educator, somatic sex and relationship coach, and sex shop owner. And I'm April, VP of an international high-end pleasure product company and boss queen sex toy mogul. We're best friends who make our own rules about who we are as sexual beings. With everything from how to be a badass in the bedroom, to pussy praising, to top tips for bringing your relationship to the next level, we have something just for you. So sit back, relax, and and enjoy enjoy the show. Don't forget to head on over to our website at shamelesssex.com for more. Hey, everyone. Hi, everybody. Woo! Episode number 13. Numero 13. So this episode is going to have a different twist. We are going to start with a question that we got from one of our fans. We will keep the name anonymous. It's a beautiful question, and we're going to answer this lovely sex question about escaping sex as escapism is the title. And then we go into our topic, which will be insecurity in relationships. Of all sorts. Yes. Whether it's a partnership, friendship, insecurities. How to navigate those And we'll out some of our insecurities as Mm -hmm. well. So without further ado, what's this question you have, Chip? So, first of all, I want to premise this question with thank you for writing in questions. We love questions. Write us anytime. Go to our um, www.shamelesssex.com and you can submit any question, the burning questions that um, you uh, maybe have. And we'll keep your name anonymous. We would just answer your question. Unless you specify that you don't want us to. Unless you want us to give you a shout out. We'll shout you out. We'll be like, hey, what's up, dude? Mm -hmm. Uh, So the subject is escaping sex as escapism. Hi, April and Amy. I recently discovered your podcast and your approach is really working for me. I love your show. I'm a mid to late 40s guy in a long-term relationship, 15 years, and I'm having a late come to Jesus moment with myself. Some would say a midlife crisis. What I've realized is that sex for me has always involved escaping myself. Like, I'm not present. I love sex. Sex is great. But I have to absent myself to be there because of, duh, shame. I'm following your advice on developing my core erotic themes. And your ideas are really helping. But I wonder if you have any additional advice for me because I feel stuck. I appreciate everything you do. Anonymous. (laughs) 40-year-old. <laughs> Thank you, anonymous 40-year-old human. And we really appreciate your question. And I'm sure a lot of people can potentially identify with or relate to what you're asking. Even if you're not in your 40s, but being in oh, long-term no. yeah, relationships, it's difficult. Sometimes you, which we were talking about yesterday at our workshop, mm-hmm. um, you get in your head and out oh, of your body. Most people are doing that all the time. And it's so, so it's, it's very common for us to leave our bodies. And it's very common for us to do that, especially when we have a lot of shame insecurities, which is great for this topic of this podcast, and trauma uh, because our bodies don't feel safe. And so my first question to you is, would be, I guess, what is it that you feel? What kind of shame do you feel like you're carrying? Is it, and, and you know, where where is it? What are you carrying? What's yours and what isn't? Identify the shame. Yeah, so what? where did it come from and what are you kind of carrying with you that is no, no longer serving you? And I know it's, it's not easy. It's easier said than done. We don't just, like, get rid of it. But getting really clear on what that is. Is it um, body insecurities? Is it related to... 
um, to performance? Is it related to your ability to emotionally connect? You know, there's so many things there. Are you thinking about work too much during, you know, sexy time? Yeah, like what's, what's that getting, happens to me sometimes. Yeah, you know, what's getting in the way there. In this case, it sounds like there's shame. And that's what, I mean, that's what you stated that is getting, that's coming in and is making it so that you're still having sex, but you're leaving your body. And so you're in your head when you're touching or being touched. And it sounds like you're really desiring to find a way to be more present in your body. And, um, and so this goes really hand in hand when we teach our erotic empowerment workshop. The first step really is getting clear on that shame. Where is it coming from? What's yours? What's not yours? And then outing it, you know, finding the outlets of, and you know, in this, you know, my, uh, my, what's coming to me here as I read this, you don't, you're not really stating exactly what the shame is that, you know, that the shame is there. So my first inkling would be that the shame is pretty big. Because you're not like, I have shame about X, Y, and Z. Or maybe you just wanted to keep it short and sweet. So that's kind of an assumption on my end. Uh, but outing your shame in a, to someone that can be a really great shame ally. And if you've never reviewed Brene Brown's work on shame and shame resiliency. and Men, Women, and Worthiness, that book. So wonderful. Also. Well, it's an audio book, too, and right? Uh, yeah. yeah, I have yeah. it on Audible. It's amazing. Yeah, and, and, and so ways that we can make it so that we shame will kind of unstuck us or unstuck to us by outing it to someone that will love you in your vulnerability so it's no longer this heavy baggage carrying yours. So not someone who's like, eh, grow some balls, you know, none of that shit. We do not, that's not the person out you're shame to. Someone that will still hear you. And you can ask them, I'm not looking for you to try to fix me. Uh, I have this thing that's really heavy. I'm you just quoted for you her to... yesterday too mm-hmm. with that with her book, and I think that's a pretty powerful yeah. quote. You should it's also share yeah, that. Shame thrives in silence and secrecy, and it dies in empathy. So when you hold it all on your own, it's so much weight and just grows and grows and grows. So maybe talk out your shame with your partner. Talk about or, it. Yeah, or, yeah, or, or maybe if you're not safe with your feeling safe outing with your partner to a close friend to. Um, yeah, just, just anyone that you feel will love you in all of your vulnerability that would be like, I still love you. It's all good. And so I think that would be the number one thing. And you're already doing the work for um, your core erotic theme. And then paying attention when you're having sex. And, and I, I would actually suggest starting a, um, if you don't have, I must say masturbation. That's not what I meant. A meditation. Meditation. Masturbation, ah, meditation. Hand hand. Yeah, same, same. Sex is like a meditation. Yeah, meditation is like sex. Yeah, same thing. Uh, Chicken or egg. so um if you don't have a meditation practice starting to take one up because connected present sex is a meditation meaning we have single point of focus on the sensations or the breath or the connection or something but not in the what am i gonna what do i look like what do i smell like am i taking too long um you know am i worthy of this which isn't usually usually that's there's other stuff beyond that but um, so starting to have a meditation practice so that you can get your single point and focus game down. So maybe just five minutes a day, every morning, five minutes a day, start to just start small med- too. start yeah. with three. If you don't feel comfortable with five, yeah. there's so many good apps that I used to use because I have a brain that rumbles at like, she moves real constant, fast, constant, like, like it's constantly vibrating, like, brrr, and it, you know, I need the quieting of my mind. So I use an app. It's just a meditation app. I think it's like Calm. I think There's, it's called Calm. There's so many of There's them. There's so many. But just download a meditation yeah. app. And five it'll minutes, ding. Five minutes. Yeah. And, and do it Do it when you're laying down in bed in the morning before you wake up and make your coffee. Mm-hmm. Um, do it on an airplane if you're in an airplane. Yeah. Don't do it while you're driving because you need to see. Uh, yeah. You need to. And that would not be single point of focus. So, yeah, we're <laughs> no. trying to focus on one thing. And then 
when it, when it comes to touch or being touched, the point the focus is either on the touch. So say you're touching someone's touching your body. You just focus on that. So what does it feel like to have someone else's fingers on my nipples, on my belly, on my genitals, just staying with that touch? And the mind will come in and try to pull you out of it. It's what it does. It's like, oh, insecurity, insecurity, or distraction, or whatever. Be in the touch. Come back to the touch. Or focus on the breath. These are your two tools to keep you in your body and keep you present. And the more you practice it, the easier it's going to get. And, almost said but... And it's really important for you to do the, the, the first piece with the shame because it's going to, be going to be really, really hard to stay in your body if that shame is just lingering and festering in your body. So getting clear Won't on the shame. Won't be as effective. These yeah, you, I mean, you these could tools. still, but it's just, it's going, the shame needs to be worked on at some point. It mm-hmm. does. Because otherwise it's going to be just like weights on your ankles pulling you down in the depths of this big, dark ocean. Release the shame. Yeah. Cut, those, shame cut yourself free, free of those weights and then start to really focus on the breath of the body and make it a practice. Develop a meditation practice. Keep up well, getting clear in your core erotic theme and listening to us and staying awesome. Yeah, the first is listening to us. Thank you. Well, well and reaching out to us is And big. reaching out. We're really stoked in that. Yeah. Thank you. Second step. Second step. Thank you so much for your question, Monsieur from 40-something. We really appreciate it. That's my best French <laughs> accent for the day because we're drinking the Gruno Villena. The Gruno Villena. Which is actually Austrian. That. Austrian? Like yeah. Arnold Schwarzenegger? Yeah. Like the, term, the, the governator? Come to my house in Malibu. In Malibu. Do you like that? I can't do it. That was pretty good though. No, mine? Yours is great. Governor. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, what do you think? We, wait, wait, wait. Oh. What do you think the governor sounds like when he's having sex? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Scheiße. Nine. 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 <laughs> That's hot. That's pretty good. Uh, no, I mean, I thought, I think so. What do you think? I think it's great. I don't want to fuck you. So come in my, come in my ass in Malibu. <laughs> Just say ass. Yeah. <laughs> Just trying to change it up. Perfect. All right. So anyways, um, so let's say back, well, let's intro the topic because this is a different kind of twist on the episode we already did, but let's do a reminder. What's the topic again? We are going to dive into discussing insecurities and in relationships mm-hmm. and how to overcome slash evaluate slash... Just move through those. Slash, 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 slash. And more slash. Let's work, we're going to work here? with them. And I sometimes I think I want to say, um, I don't think I want to say, I do want to say that we don't necessarily overcome. We work with them because they sometimes don't go away entirely. We just learn to make space for them. And that's what we're going to dive into. Ready? Making space. Set. Go. Woo. Both Amy and I are pretty spiritual creatures, right? And, um... I've been doing some research because I was like, what's happening? Like, I feel a little bit out of line, out of tune, out of sequence for my my usual way of, of existing on the planet, which is pretty balanced. And I was like, what is happening? So Mercury's in retrograde, which everyone kind of knows, like, it's known Mercury kind of has the, the chaos vibe when it's in retrograde. So business is, uh, is, can be crazy. Your communication with a partner or friendships can, can change and kind of be misunderstood. Um, there's a lot of weird energy that happens when mercury is in retro- retrograde it like symbolizes chaos which we're kind of ex- kind of ties into what we're talking about right now uh it ties into some of the stuff i just had kind of a um we'll call it a communication breakdown with my partner this last weekend and you've had some stuff so today this is a quickie we're, it's not going to be a full one hour podcast we're not going to tell you about our updates and our sex lives we're going to dive deep into insecurities and how to work with them in relationships which is funny because both you and I had similar not very similar, similar but very but, similar I mean they were similar but experience wise they were a bit different but we both had the insecurity stuff come up the same week and we we talked about it last night we were like 
And um, it's pretty yeah. interesting that it happened. Yeah. And I think it has to do with, again, coming back to the eclipse situation, I was researching and it says, like, so wherever the eclipse happens, the, the full lunar eclipse happens every, you know, so often. I don't know exactly the the stats of the, um, you know, the, the years between each, but it's really rare to have an on land eclipse because um, the earth is composed of more than 70% of water. So um, if you look at it in, you know, mathematically, it's really there's small chances that you'll see an eclipse on land. So, but wherever an eclipse is happening, it affects the area, the, um, the pass, pa- what is it called? The, the, the passive totality, the path of totality. Oh, path of the, yes. So it affects that area and the humans in that area the most. So when it happens in the middle of the Pacific ocean, no one's feeling the effects of this, um, the, the eclipse, but since it's happening in the U S we are in the path of totality. Um, I'm feeling it. Like I'm got some it. things, mm-hmm. some things are happening. Yeah. And some breakthroughs. And so what I will start with, I, I'm, I, I've been doing this a lot lately. I love, um, starting with kind of like a movie where you start with like the end scene and then you go back. The rest of the movie is all about like how you got there to the end scene. Oh, right. End scene. I will tell you is that on, uh, the day before yesterday, when were we in Salem day before yesterday? Um, I had an appointment with my therapist. I have a wonderful therapist. Therapy is wonderful, everyone. It's hard to find good therapists, and I have probably... I'm about to call her. Oh, my gosh, she's amazing. She's the greatest gift to the whole world. I would tell you her name, but then I might not be able to get an appointment with her. But oh, yeah, me de- neither. Don't do it yet. If you desperately need it, you can reach out to me because she is, like, she, she is incredible. And so I made an appointment with her to go into some of the stuff that I had this breakdown about that is all about insecurity. And in, in my case, it's insecurity that is based off past relationship stuff with my partner. But for the, for the, you know, for this podcast, this applies to everyone. I don't know anyone who doesn't have insecurities that aren't popping up in relationships. It's always popping up, whether it's from the current partner that you're with or partners that maybe there was some past hurt or scary stuff that happened or partners before that or parent. Well, we're both extremely secure women with insecurities, with insecurities. Mm -hmm. And I think that even the most secure person has insecurities at some point and Mm -hmm. whether it's in relationships or whether it's in being in an uncomfortable situation. So it's okay to have those insecurities. Yeah. Well, we were talking about last night is, is, uh, you know, there's a side of us that, that you, and you were talking about this, April, you were talking about how as an empowered woman, it feels like these insecurities shouldn't be here. And I was saying, it that feels like I'm weak. I'm like, why am I having these emotions, these feelings? I feel, but it's not weakness. No. It's actually, I can find my strength in this. It's exactly. And that's the part of embracing the vulnerability. There is room for both. There is room for you to be a strong and empowered individual and sensual and sexual being. And there's room for you to have fears and insecurities that pop up and they might seem irrational and they might be really rational. Like there's room for all of it. It's a matter of how we work with it. And so no one is a superhero free of insecurities and you know, no one is like a perfectly clean slate. Like maybe we have a moment where we think that cause we've done a lot of work, but life throws us all kinds of curveballs, and we right. get beat down and, um, we're not victims, but we have things that, that make us fearful of ourselves or of other things. And, and you and I have historically stuffed these things. Yes. I mean, not like mm-hmm. within the last maybe, you know, year and a half, but, um, I know I can speak for myself when I say I was the ultimate insecurity stuffer. Like something would come up that I felt weird about. I felt some feelings about and I would just stuff it like, get over it, April. You can handle that. Just get over it. Mm -hmm. And that doesn't help because then it just builds and festers in your system. It just, it's a crack in your own foundation and it has layers and layers of other stuff on top of it. And then you can't get into it. 
What's up, shameless sex fam? Is your sex life important to you? Hmm. What about your relationships? And also, let me ask you this. Who can relate to this story? Things were once so good in the bedroom with my partner, and now it's a mess, and I don't know what to do. Where's or, my happily ever after, yeah, where's Amy? My ha- yeah, yeah, what about me? Or how about so many aspects of my life are fantastic, but when it comes to sex and relationships, I feel so lost. Yep, been there. Uh, mm-hmm. Me too. Mm-hmm. And this is why you all need Shameless Sex, the, the book. book. We give you simple, simple solutions and a framework that you can use. You can customize it to you. Yes, you gives you the tools, the right tools for your sex and relationship. So you get what you desire and it's fun. It's playful. Right, Amy? We're always playful. It's kind of sexy. And did I mention how easy we make it for you? You have to check out Shameless Sex. Plus the testimonials, they're coming in from everywhere. And this book has helped people just like you recreate and create the sex life of their dreams. So you can do it too. Go to, where are they going, Amy? Shamelesssex.com. Oh, how easy is that? Just go to shamelesssex.com and click on the book, okay? And you can get it however you choose. You, you want, want hardcover, yeah. audio. Hardcover? We got you hardly yeah. covered. <laughs> are you ready for the Unleashed Tour? where shamelessness, sexiness, and laughter collide in a hilarious orgy of fun, discovery, and sex edutainment. Embark on a captivating nationwide journey with the Shameless Sex Podcast and an electrifying ensemble of sex educators and sex-positive entertainers as they bring you an unforgettably titillating live experience. Be a part of mesmerizing, entertaining, boundary-pushing acts, shameless sex style. Ever heard of the Slurpee stick shift? Want to learn how to bury your face in her? How about some dirty talk improv or brat taming 101? Hmm. Get ready for nonstop laughter as our charismatic hosts and entertainers weave humor into the fabric of this liberating celebration of sexual diversity and freedom. Engage in interactive segments, Q&A sessions, and a chance to connect with like-minded individuals in an inclusive and empowering environment. Listen up, Portland, Chicago, Seattle, we're coming to you. For more information and to get your tickets right now, go to shamelesssex.com and be part of a night that will be fun, educational, sexy, hilarious, and shamelessly unforgettable. Seats are filling up fast, so don't miss out on the most unforgettable show of the year. So it's it's not, and there's a way to lovingly speak insecure. So we're going to talk right now about um, speaking when we have insecurities pop up in relationships. So with, and we're in relationship with someone else, uh, whatever that relationship dynamic looks like. How can we communicate when our insecurities come up in a way where we're not blaming because our insecurities are ours, and they might have something to do with our current partner, and that's okay. But how can we actually bring this up in a way that is loving and helpful so that we can move forward and just have them help us? So And also our- bringing it up in general, too, yeah. is really important. It's hard and it's scary. It is. And I'm, I'm fearful. I mean, we're, we're going to open it up. But I'm fearful mm-hmm. of, of my current um, insecurity situation and bringing it up. And uh, not because I'm afraid. I am afraid of rejection, I think. Just... Of losing the love. It always comes love, right. down to losing the love. And at the end of the day, what usually happens is when we when we express insecurities or fears... 
in a loving way. So not like, you made me do this and now I feel this. You know, that's not going to help. Of course, you're not going to do that. But if we express it in a way that is loving and we take ownership of this is this is how I feel, it's going to be different. So let's, okay, let's do, um, do you want to describe what your insecurities are? And then I can kind of give you some advice on sure. how to uh, voice it. That sounds great. All right. So I'll lay out the scenario of what was occurring. So um, basically, new partner. Everyone, if you've been tuning into the podcast, knows like I'm no longer single, doing my tier one, tier two, tier three, tier whatevs. I am in a an exclusive relationship with a new partner. And it's been awesome. And one thing that he's mentioned is like my level of confidence and security is really amazing to him. And I'm like, yeah, that's right. Fuck yeah. I'm secure ass woman. I, I know it. I'm cool. Um, so the other night we're talking and I just simply... Um, kind of asked a question about the person that he was with previous to me um, and, you know, who I, whom I don't know. And um, he proceeded to go into great detail about some of the sex they had being, you know, a lot and frequent and then um, how hot she is and then kind of just talking about how awesome she is. And um, initially I just kind of was like processing, processing, being like, I should really, I was shooting myself. I should really feel awesome about him feeling great about his ex-partner, but I don't. I'm like, I feel like, is there something I need to compete with this? Like, I'm not like, like, okay, like, that's cool. Why aren't you with her then? If she's this amazing, awesome human that you value and love and adore and you're, and she, oh, she, the reason that she came up, this is why she came up. Oh, his phone was ringing at like one in the morning. And so, and I was like, we were just talking in the kitchen and I was like, um, are you going to get that? And I didn't look at it. I was just like, I saw it blowing up and he looked at it and then he put it away. He's like, no, it's blah, blah. Uh, I'm not going to answer it now. And I was like, is that a regularity? Are you getting calls from her at 1 a.m. on a regular? And then it was like, you could hear my insecurity right there. Like, like, oh my God. But I was like, (laughs) I want some clarity. Like, that's kind of interesting to me. And I wasn't getting angry. I was just like inquiring because I was like, is this something that I need to know about? Like, is it a booty call? Is she in town? Like, what's going on? And so that's when he opened up the stuff about how awesome she is and that they're still really good friends. And and then I just kind of stuffed it. I was like, I don't really want to talk about this anymore. And I said, okay, I get it. She's awesome. Fuck yeah. I'm glad. Like, awesome that you had great deals with her. But then when I processed it, processed it after, I found myself feeling very insecure about... The whole thing. And then I talked to you about it yesterday. And so it brought up some worthiness stuff. Right. And, and this is completely normal. And, um, and so like, again, this is the time where this is the, where there's, and you're kind of guilt tripping yourself a little bit because part of you is really, this is what you said last night. Part of you is really stoked that he has such an awesome relationship with her. It's so, it shows about his character and his integrity. And I, I too have great relationships with most of my exes. Um, so there's like an internal right. battle there that you're going through. And this is where, and this is some work I've done with my therapist that's been really helpful for me, but she always emphasizes that there's room for both. There is room for the insecurity and there's room for the fuck yes, that's so awesome that he's so close to his ex and yet I'm still insecure about it. We all, we live in a society where we seem to think that there should only be one. There like isn't room for us to have all the things, all the feelings, but you can have all of them. So yeah, you're saying it's beautiful that he has this. It shows his character. I would rather, I would much rather have that in in 
for knowing who I am. Like I have no beef with like anyone. You know, like I'm always like a residual non grudge holder. Grudge holder. I'm always like work it out, work it out. So for me, if he was like hating on her, I'd be like, that's not good. And even previously, and I was telling you this yesterday when I was, um, you know, kind of in and out with um, a previous tier, um, he would discuss his ex and say a lot of horrible things about her, and I would actually correct him and be like, you know, you ex. you were. Uh, yes, this yeah. is a totally different person. Um, uh, I was like, you, you were with this person for a, a significant portion of time. There's gotta be great things about her. And, um, I think that you should shift your, your, your views. Um, maybe, should. yeah, well, uh, like Perhaps it, it might be yeah. nice if you talk a little bit better. I said for every negative thing you say about her, you should say two positive things. That's what I actually did a practice with him. Mm. And he would kind of like, Oh well, no, there's probably a lot of hurt there. Like, right. you know, when, when we go into a place of anger, it's underneath is sadness and hurt right. and fear. And so there's probably some hurt when someone did some, some things that didn't feel so good and it brings up a lot of stuff. And so when you talk about when he's talking about it, it's bringing up the hurt. So, I mean, anger and shit-talking, all that is never an isolated event. There's always some layers beneath it that always have to do with vulnerability and sadness and hurt and pain. Right. So, Which I completely understood. And with that um, situation, I felt like I was defi- a definite teacher mm. for him. But now in my current situation, I'm like, you know, and I'll tell you, with my ex-husband, I would, like, talk to his ex-fiance on the phone sometimes. Not, like, on a regular or anything, but I had perfect confidence in my relationship with him. I, I, I don't have history of a lot of jealousy um, and insecurities. Yes, again, but I've been a very secure human in the last year and a half, um, maybe year, let's say year where none of this stuff has come up. I've n- never been threatened and I don't like the word threatened, but um, I've never felt um, like I do right now. Maybe it's the Mercury in retrograde. Well, and this is also a new relationship. We can go and, and blame it on the whole the spirits and the planets and all that jazz. But also let's consider that this is a new relationship. And the relationship dynamic is different than what you've had previously. And so there's a lot of love and connection. And um, and this person adores you. And I can, I can see that because I know this person too. And maybe they're not... Like, you know, the last person, your ex-husband, he was literally like needing you and worshiping right. the ground that you walked on, which felt really good for you. And eventually at some point it was a, kind of a little overwhelming too. And so this is different. That's not happening there. This person seems a little more free, a little more settled in self of granted. They do have their own insecurities. So there's that, you know, there, there's that piece. So I think, you know, the different levels here, one, what is, would be the, yeah, what would be the best? So the levels here is you're talking about, you know, there's a little bit of being hard on yourself and then there's the insecurities that you don't want to be here and you're like, why are they here? And I just want to be able to be positive and empowered, creating space for everything, creating okay. space for the, I, it's okay that I'm insecure and it's also okay that I'm also empowered at the same time. Number two is owning the insecurity. So it's not blaming. It's not, you know, you did this and so fuck you. I'm feeling this thing. It's where did it come from? Have, going with some curiosity of the insecurities. And, you know, quite possibly you've you've had relationships where people have have you know cheated on you or um, hurt you or abandoned you. Your dad wasn't that present. So these are just some ideas and I, we don't need to go too deep into like the full psychoanalytical aspect of it. So but ways to consider that these these insecurities aren't just isolated, but with this one person, because you don't have a history with him for him to show you. Right. At this point. Whereas in my case, I have a history with my partner where there actually has been some stuff where right. trust has been breached and there has been, you know, some deceit and um, moments of um, lacking truth. So 
a lot of my stuff that pops up now with insecurities and triggers are actually related to the relationship and are ours to work on and um and mine are more just in my head in your in your head and your right. past right. right in my past so understanding that and so that will help to take some of the, yeah, the just and then communicating or, it as well lovingly so this is this is what happens if you so you heard you know you had the moment when you saw the text message or you got saw the phone call it's good to take a break and maybe not go into it right away but if you're feeling like it's a good moment where like you guys have time no one's stressed out everyone's in good spirits then in that moment you can say Hey, I just want to let you know, you know, you're not doing anything wrong here. Like I, I love you and I, but I'm feeling, or, and I'm feeling some things like the seeing this. So the and call, not the but. And yes. So I, was like, I love you. And, and some and stuff I, came up for me. This is one thing my partner suggested The the, um, you're not doing anything wrong to premise it with that is really helpful because it would let them know. Okay. So I'm, I'm okay. All right, good. And. I just want to let you know I'm having some triggers right now. Um, seeing that phone call at 1 a.m. is just kind of bringing up some triggers for me, and I'm not blaming you, and I'm not asking you to you know fix me or anything. I just I'm not wondering if you can hold some space for that, and I can express my triggers and my hurt to you. And then you express it. Then you just express what's going through you. You know, I, uh, what you're feeling, and this is that empowered language. I feel this. I feel that. So right. that's what you could do in the moment. But we're not in the moment. Now we're a week later, a couple of days later. Uh, yes. Okay. So that was on Saturday. Now it's Thursday. Too Wednesday. late, people. It's never too late. If you let it sit in you, it grows. And it has grown because we've been talking about it. So it's feeling like it has some power. It has grown, actually. Mm-hmm. Because I did take some time to process it. And then I processed it with you. Um, yeah. And I remember being in the shower being like, yeah, I'm kind of bothered by that. Yeah. But I didn't, I never act out of anger. Like, I always, like, if I feel myself getting, like, um, frustrated or angry, I try to back away and then process and then reevaluate because coming from a place yeah. of anger is never going to be beneficial to anyone. And the key, and I wasn't angry at that moment. I was kind of just like perplexed. And the key there will be sometimes when people back away and process, sometimes they give up and they don't go into it. Which later. I actually probably would have done because remember yesterday when we were talking about, it, I was like, you know, Trying I'm fine. It. I can bury it. I can I can deal with it. It's not a big deal. Okay, and well, you were so like, let, eh. let me explain what happened when I buried it last weekend. So <laughs> <laughs> last weekend, I'll give you the very Cliff Notes version. Um, I my partner was sharing about a dream that he had, and in the dream, we're in a close monogamous relationship right now. We've done open. We've done like kind of um, confused using fucked up polyamory that wasn't ethical and, um, you know, all those things. We've done it all. We've done everything. So right now we're in closed monogamy in a trusting, committed, loving relationship that feels really good and feeling really safe. And he shared a dream that he had. And it's totally okay to share your dreams. Right. It's a dream. A dream that he had that I felt I was triggered by, though. And the dream was that we were in some sort of open space where he was being intimate with someone else and that it was it was okay. Like, he, in, in it, he knew that, that I was okay with it. And instantly it brought up for me this like oh wait fuck is that what he wants like are we doing that again like i we i we're still we're still healing and building and i'm in, like i am not there right now and and you've and, had stuff with that where you're like is cuz you well, have almost like ptsd of, from some he, of the experiences of, exactly one of our things is that the way the some of the stuff has happened in the past is that it's been told this is what's going to happen from him. It's not you have a choice. It's this is how I feel and this is how we're moving forward if you want to be a part of it. Otherwise, I'm moving forward this way. And it so, wasn't a democracy at all. Oh, no, no, no. Yeah. So, and now, because we weren't in this, like, full partner, and we weren't partners. Like, I was trying to be a partner, but he wasn't all in. You know, he would say, was saying that he was, but he wasn't ready to be all in. And so we were not a team. And now he's doing such wonderful, beautiful things to um, consult me as a team. Like, he even had this ex-person that's 
um, I'm not going to get too deep into it, but who it's been very clear that um, in honor of respecting he and I as we get back together and, and kind of heal some stuff that she stays out of the picture. Um, she actually did, And she has not. And she reached out to him again. Yes. Which and can bring up some insecurities for anybody when it it's did, like, oh, surprise. he it really well. He instantly contacted me and was like, hey, this feels like it's out of a breach of like what you two agreed on. And I was like, yeah, that that is. That doesn't feel good. And that doesn't. Like, this person told me that they were going to respect that, and then they, two months later, they didn't. So, yeah, that doesn't feel good and brings up some stuff for me. And he just, you know, he's like, okay, well, you know, I want to, because we're, this is, we're doing, we're a team. So, I'm going to go about this and whatever's best for the team, and that means not responding to her. So, anyways, that's a tangent. So, what I did that night, felt that I felt the trigger about the dream. Didn't do anything about it. Just felt it. Didn't ask him questions. You know, is that what you want to do now? You stuffed it? Stuffed it. Then the next day we were uh, walking around a festival and I saw two different women that, that had these light triggers by one was someone that he actually had been intimate with that she was in an open marriage. And so I felt a thing because it just it just brought up a thing. And um, you're already holding on to these feelings of insecurity from well, the conversation it, before. It was so. as if the universe was throwing these people that were, right. you know, like, so this woman that he had this intimate thing in the past that you know, she was an open marriage and they actually had been intimate while we were dating in the beginning. And then another woman that, well, towards the end of our last end of relationship deal, God, we're so complicated, um, that he expressed this attraction to. And. So, but I stuffed it. What I ended up doing was like, you know, what you're talking about. I'm empowered. I'm strong. I'm not supposed to talk about this. I don't want to stir up some shit. We're at a festival. This is not the right, right. time. Ah. So instead, I took myself out of the scenario and went home and went to bed early. And then woke up really proud of myself. Oh, I handled that so well. Yay. But the next night, I had a full-on lash-out. Tantrum. Just, yeah, like a five-year-old tantrum because I buried it. And it came out in this thing where I was starting to get, like jealous of him even giving attention to other men and ignoring me, which I'm not usually, I don't want to say that person. So I'm not, no, you've never been that person. You're very, but it was like, he would just sit next to me and sitting next to another man talking to this other man for an hour. And I'm like, start going to this five, like Like brooding in your, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Brooding over there. Oh no. Resulted in a whole thing that then we later figured out when I came clean about what was beneath it, which could have been avoided. Had I have been clear about my my insecurity from the start, like, hey, I'm I just want to let you know you didn't do anything wrong. And I and I love you. And I I really would. Is, can I talk to you about this thing? Um, and we I'm, have tools to help with that. Yeah. Because remember podcast number. Where, which podcast did we talk about? Um, empowered language. Number two. I think it's number two. If you're wondering like specifics on how to approach your partner and maybe you have stuffed some of these things, it's going to be important. Listen to podcast two. We talk about living in the do state. Coming in with the I feel this way. Empowered language. Yes. If you're feeling jealousy or maybe you're feeling insecure, it's good. Look into yourself. And and, and as Amy's discussing, like she had a tantrum. Amy, who is really like down to earth. Empowered people have tantrums sometimes. It's not my most empowered moment. I'm still an empowered woman, but I'm always learning. It's like two steps forward, one step back. So, So we figured it out. We sorted through it. Um, there was some hurt on his, you know, he was hurt by, by so how did you bring, how did you address it? Cause give the folks well, eventually tools. Just, it was a big lash out. And then the next day we went into it and figured out the solutions and how to handle it best. And so, so I didn't go like you are where I am, but you have the potential to go about it in a stronger way. Right. So 
I didn't go about it in the best way. Now I have this reminder of how to voice my insecurities because it is challenging for me because I don't want to lose the love, blah, 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 you know, all that stuff. I don't it brings be- up the worthiness. The worthiness yeah. is, I think, it's the worthiness. best way to totally describe it because that's what I feel. I'm like, am I not worthy enough? Am I not enough? Right. Is it, you talk about, you know, you're t- talking about, you know, he's talking about this other woman. When I goddamn know that I fucking am worthy enough. I'm like, I am your the shit. rational but- adult mind knows you're her little inner child that has that past experiences of being treated like they weren't special right or my daddy issues god damn it i thought it was over (laughs) so this is what we talked about for you let's come back to you now because you're in the place where there hasn't been a tantrum moment you've been working on it thinking about it processing it so now you're in this golden space to have a beautiful conversation that comes from a loving place are we gonna do some role-playing right now yes oh let's do some okay okay So, do you want to be your person or do you want to be you? I think you should probably be your person because I'm going to talk to you. Or do you yeah, want, yeah, I'll be my person. Okay. Hey, how's it going? Well, hey. <laughs> Hi. I missed you. <laughs> I miss you too. This is how they talk. Everyone. I like your titties. <laughs> <laughs> You're really fine. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Here's anyway. my anal virginity. <laughs> oh, <laughs> wait. That's not what he, Damn it. he says. Oh, yeah. You're oh, yeah. Okay. Sorry. I forgot. Okay. <laughs> so, all right. So, I'm April and she is him because we're not using names. Um. So... Hi. Hi. Uh, I just want to let you know that I love you. and I love you too. Thank you, honey. And um, there's something I'd like to talk to you about that's kind of big for me that I've been thinking about. Is this a good time? Yeah, yeah. What's up? Or What's, up? Not, What's going on? What's time? happening? No, okay. no. Right now it's great. Awesome. What's up? Thank you. Thank you. Okay. So you didn't do anything wrong. Let me just start it with that. You didn't do anything wrong. Okay. And um, I have some triggers that came up and I know that they're mine because there hasn't been anything that has happened in this relationship that has made me fearful of you. There's not hurt here. Like we're new and it's really beautiful. I'm so grateful for this thing that we're doing and this thing that we're building. And I had some triggers that came up, uh, specifically around your, uh, ex partner and the way that you were talking about it in a really beautiful way. And in fact, this is really hard for me. Like, I want to let you know how hard this is for me because, I'm having this conflicting thing. I love that you speak so highly of her. I think it's so admirable. I think it's so beautiful. And I'm not saying that you shouldn't do that. Um, And I still feel these insecurities like maybe I'm not enough because you speak so highly of her in so many ways. And And I'm not saying to stop doing that. Um, I'm just asking for space for my insecurities to be allowed to be here. Um, and, and then, so I'm not really looking for fixing. I'm not telling you you're, you're bad or you're doing anything wrong. It's just like, I, there's these two parts that are here. There's the, I love that you have that. And I think it's so admirable and wonderful. And I have insecurities that come up based on my past that make me go. They don't make me, I go into a space. I'm feeling like maybe I'm not enough. And I know that I am. I know that I am. And you are, you're amazing. Oh, thank you. That feels so You're good. the best ever, my unicorn. <laughs> I piss excellence. I piss excellence. Okay, so he'll say something else, but there's something along those Okay, lines. so let's, in in um, bulleted point, um, cliff notes, cliff I just want to, I want to take away because I think that's important. I, I love, I love cliff notes. I know, me too. So Those people are like, you guys are ran- ba- some rambling. Basically, like your goal, so my goal is to, hey, can I talk to you about something that's bothering me? And then, is this a good time? Is this a good it's time? It's really important because if if you're like, I have a thing and you have to listen to me and it's not a good time. So and if they say it's not, then open the space. Time. Right. Like, okay, so I have a thing. And then kind of say, go into kind of the details, but in an I feel space and say the outcome that you're and looking. And some reassurance. Right. Like okay. some reassurance too. 
Unless you feel like they did something wrong. And it has Which is authentic. not. Nothing happened that was not wrong. This. But and kinda, I also think that adding it's my stuff is good. My, my right. stuff. And you, so in my case, it was our, my stuff and our stuff. Right. But so, this one is my stuff. But, but my partner didn't do anything wrong right. in this case. So, yeah, in your case, it will be, this is, you know, this is my stuff and it's past stuff. I want to let you know that you didn't do anything wrong. And I love you. And I'm so grateful for what we're building here. Or, you know, whatever you can say to, that feels authentic. Like a shit sandwich. A shit sandwich. But you compliment Put the shit and then and in a compliment. Authentic shit authentic sandwich. Shit sandwich. Shit sandwich. Yeah. So then, okay, so then I go into that kind of like detailing my feelings and then saying basically in this particular situation, of course, what I want out of it is only him to hold space. It's not like yeah. I want you to quit doing something or stop doing something. I just want you to hold space and understand my insecurity a bit more that's coming from a place if of we love. we come from a place where we're all of a sudden like... And now they feel when they feel controlled. Okay, and I need you to not. And you know, right. And, in my and I don't case, like to need or should anyone. No. And, and it, I love how you switch to during that conversation when it, you like because it's really easy, and we do this all the time in our normal psyche. It's so easy for us to say, "You make me feel this way." Yeah. Mm-hmm. And remember, everyone, it's you're responsible for your own feelings. No one else is just you. You can say that you know uh, Trump makes you angry. But actually, you are angered by something. And I don't want to use Trump as a thing, but it is like a whole political process here. You're responsible for your own feelings. No one is making you feel anyway. Things that occur may have an effect on how you feel. Well, triggers generally are not isolated events. They're coming right. from something else that's in you, in your past, and so not you're not a victim. They're not. A, they're not. A, well, they can people can be perpetrators. So I'm actually not going to say it in that sense because that is highly possible. Um, it depends on the circumstance. So maybe well, maybe, if there's you know, if there's physical stuff of involved, of that's totally different. Emotional but, manipulation and all that. Right. But in this in this case, if you were to say. Um, you made me feel it's like like when you picked when she, when I saw that when she called you like that she made me feel this or you made me feel this right like, eh, not so much that's not exactly it's what kind of like I felt this way when I saw that and it brought up some stuff for me and I understand and that's how some people might be like why do the semantics matter so much but right. they kind of do because when we word things in a way that doesn't feel loving or feels attacking it can be highly triggering and right. then we have a downward spiral and then you're not getting to a solution no it's just going to create tension so coming from that it's it's a therapeutic kind of way to have conversations. It's nonviolent communication, and it's, right? And that's that book, taking the word of our words, is a perfect example mm-hmm. of communicating nonviolently, which helped me greatly after my divorce, like get through on how to communicate properly, lovingly, and lovingly, and and in to have an effect on um, because everybody is in their own world, in their own zone, in the, experiencing their own things. So if you can communicate, because we are defensive communicators regularly. We're, it's, it's actually in our DNA, just like a lot of things, to be defensive communicators. So if you can switch that, shift that, find your way to communicate in this um, non-violent, non-de- non-defensive way, which is what we're doing right now in this situation, you will have more success with relationships. You'll have more success in business relationships. It's all a matter of coming from the I feel mentality, I guess. Yeah. yeah. And it's in, in like tapping, tapping into the, the heart and, and operating from there. Um, we just saw a workshop last night to a group of women. And it's our erotic superstar workshop that we're teaching the day after the eclipse, the day that this episode is out. Right? Actually. So, yes. Whoa, superstitious. Um, and so what we have people do, because it's sometimes hard to feel from our hearts. We Like for me, I identify as a very heady person. I'm constantly like operating. Me too. Yeah, We're both like very podcast. heady yeah. women. 
And so what I had everyone do is this fun trick. So I had everyone have, a, they had a coin, and I assigned heads to meaning yes. You're going to flip the coin and ask it a question. Heads always means yes. Tails always means yo. No. Blech. No. And you ask a question like, do, should I buy that car? Should I get drink coffee in the morning? You know, should I have sex tonight with that hot person that I met yesterday? Or you know, just like a yes or no question that exactly. you like you it could an be as, to. as grand or as small as you want it to and be. You ask the question, then we all flip it, and they get their answer. And it's they look at it, and it's not what the coin says. So that you say you get a yes. It's how you feel. So then I ask, how do you feel about it? And we heard people being like, yes. Or like, or like, uh, uh, like, wah, wah. And, and we're like, well, there's your answer. The deep wisdom. That's where we're operating from. That's where we get the, like, the internal wisdom of how we should move forward, how we should make choices. Um, and if you identify as heady people, it's pretty hard to do. In, I mean, it takes work to get in there. And this is one of the tools so we can actually feel what it, what it feels like to operate from that place. Right. So, so try yeah. it. You can have a little coin. Say heads is yes, tails is no. Everywhere, snow, just everywhere you go, going, just flip I that coin. Should I buy this box of cereal? Flip. Ah, I really want it. I want it. it. So yeah, there I'm you go. Get it. it. Mm-hmm. If like, I did that with shopping, I'd be person. like, I'm going to buy everything. I know. <laughs> All the time. No, but maybe you wouldn't because maybe you'd be like, oh, my bank account would be pretty disappointing. Yeah, well. That's another podcast. That's <laughs> all them things. So I think that's so are you. Are you feeling ready for this conversation? I'm feeling ready. I think that... Um, I have the tools needed and I'm coming from a place of um, empowered language, empowered feeling, and I'm okay with my vulnerability and I'm okay with feeling um, that I may have some insecurities. Like I realize it and I, I'm happy to know that it's okay to feel insecure even as an empowered woman. There's room for it or all. Or person. I it's really do. about how you go about it. Not empowered it if makes you have a sense. little tantrum like Amy did. Right. But I can have moments. I have my moments. Yes. I mean... I'm human. I do. And I I do feel like even if you all out there practicing these things, hopefully you are practicing them. I mean, they do really work. Like ever since I switched language, small shifts, the do's to the don'ts, the the don'ts don'ts from the the do's. do's. Um, And then coming from the I feel stuff is so powerful. So try it out. Try it for one day. Try it for two days. Try it for a week. Yep. It'll be good. Lots of skills. So I can follow up about it and how it goes. I'm going to have the conversation. And and then we also need to talk about, I mean, not talk about, end with everyone. You all need to tune in in the next couple weeks because she's going to be losing her anal virginity. (laughs) Before the end of August. I'm giving up it up for anal August. Uh, I think, so this is my vote, everyone. I think, because you're going to hear this is day after the eclipse. So, but it's, you know, a couple, a week before the eclipse. I vote that the day of the eclipse, she loses her anal virginity. And well, apparently, we'll podcast the next day. Apparently, um, because this article I read that from the spiritual anal. scientific <laughs> scientific research, um, the article that I read about the eclipse, they were saying you should fast for twelve hours before the eclipse. Um, so from ten a.m. or ten p.m. to ten a.m. when it happens, because of whatever. There's a bunch of different things. You can look up the article. It's the and then, you should have deep and then I should just have deep anal after that. No, no. I got to buy a butt plug when we go you into the even store. Have deep deep anal because there's nothing in your system. <laughs> I know. Like I'll you just watch it. I'll just go straight for the fisting. Damn. Um, at a festival. At a festival. I'm going to have to clean that anus. Good thing you have an RV. Yep. <laughs> so 
I think the takeaway is everyone will follow up about insecurities. It's okay to be insecure. There's room for everything. There's room for everything. It's all about how we go about it. It's all about the reaction that we have. It's all about um, how we speak and communicate and, and just speaking love in them. The thing is, we're not just saying communicate, talk about it. We're giving you all the tools to communicate in a way that could be highly effective to change Lovingly. your situation. Love, peeps. Love. So we really love all of our listeners. We thank you so much for tuning in every Tuesday to the Shameless Sex Podcast. Please write us a review on iTunes. We love Love reviews. We do this as a passion project. We're not making any money, honey. Nope. We drink so a little bit of wine. We drink in the Gruner Vitliner today, which is it's Gruner Vitliner. It's a really nice grape rattle from Austria. It's like mineral, crisp, clean. If you've never had Gruner Vitliner, go try it. If you like Sauvignon Blanc and white wine, it's amazing. Mm-hmm. Rest easy on the palate. It's awesome. So we're drinking that in legality reasons but i'll tell you in a car <laughs> in starbucks mugs um this is what happens when we don't even like starbucks warriors. we're road warriors but we're road warriors yeah so um we look but cute though we do look cute we're going to do a training now in two minutes and we really do love you though we thank you. you write us a review love you and oh you should also oh wait i just should it should if you would please <laughs> um sign up for our newsletter we put some things out go on shamelesssex.com and sign up for our newsletter. Um, you can find we're doing workshops in different places. We're traveling. We are, you know, conquering the world slowly. One we shameless won't send sex you podcast. We newsletters too. We do like one a month. Maybe one a month. I think we've only and made we can one, even but. send you discount <laughs> codes to awesome sex toys. So <laughs> check us out. Okay, if, and uh, Al will be in touch after the eclipse. All right, everyone. Ciao for now. Like what you hear? Well, then head on over to shamelesssex.com for more podcasts and information on our latest happenings.